Welcome, welcome, welcome. This is the Detraction Pieces podcast, episode 354. And it's a special one. I mean, you will have seen from the title and from the picture, but I'm joined this week by MC Grinder, DJ Beats, aka Seeper and Hugo. And it was an absolute joy. I've been a fan of People Just Do Nothing from from early days I, I think maybe from when series two came out actually i think i missed the initial series one but then as soon as series two came out or i saw a clip i binged all of it and i've been a fan ever since and i've been enjoying both their podcasts the corrupt fm podcast series two uh, recently started on audible it's an audible exclusive and hugo and super chatting shit is wonderful and we talk about all of that we talk about lockdown, we talk about podcasts, we talk about The Sopranos, we talk about people just do nothing, we talk about everything. So you're going to love it. Um, if you want to support the podcast and other things like that, then I've got a record label, speechdevelopmentrecords.com is where you can buy my stuff, merch for the podcast, merch for my music, DVDs, CDs, all sorts of good shit. We've got some really good mint. A winter stuff on its way as well um yeah that's an option and i haven't pushed the patreon in ages it's only a dollar a month and it's purely there as a if you want to set it up as a little cheers mate nice one and forget about it then you go ahead it's yeah it's just scroobius pip i don't do much on there at the moment i used to post p- pictures with the guests and things like that but i'm not meeting any of the guests in person anymore so that isn't happening so much but um yeah, it's basically there as a, if you feel you're getting something out of these podcasts for free every 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 week and you want to donate a dollar a month, which works out. I mean, it, it, there is an option to, to donate more, but that works out at like less than 20p an episode. Yeah, then you can go and set that up and that will tick over. But it's not essential. I just want you to enjoy these podcasts. So that's the key thing listen to this and have an absolute joy of a time it felt like we could have gone on for absolutely hours and it was really good to catch up with two people that felt like i was catching up with old mates this is the distraction pieces podcast episode 354 with the people just do nothing crew the corrupt fm crew dj beats and mc grinder hugo and sepa rolling i'll record this as a backup turn off the metronome that's always good if it's yeah it's a good start yeah keep the conversation on beat yeah yeah just right what's he doing it's all paced out (laughs) i'm i'm joined today by super and hugo of the people just do nothing crew how's it going lads yeah good man you yeah good good how how are you finding lockdown i know hugo we were discussing before we got rolling that you've got a newborn to be dealing with how's, yeah, yeah. how's that yes yeah, it's, it's a lot man it's uh <laughs> i'm not gonna lie it's challenging and uh yeah. someone said this to me the worst thing about being a parent is other parents and uh definitely sort of speaking to friends of mine who are other parents and they're like one and a half year old can like talk walk do maths 
where mine just literally stands in front of the TV and sort of terrorizes me, but can't communicate. So, I love uh, it. Ev- yeah. ev- every every birthday of my goddaughter, I found a different kid on Instagram of the same age who's either an acrobat or a gymnast or some kind of genius. Yeah, j- 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 just to send to her parents and go. You know what I mean? We're, I, yeah, I need. Yeah. I've invested in this kid. I've I've put my name Step to your it. Game up. I need you to up yeah. your game slightly. This isn't, <laughs> this isn't good enough. Yeah. How have you been been getting on, super? Uh, yeah, good. My mine's the polar opposite, man. I'm just fucking just cooking loads of ragus and shit. Just, uh, <laughs> just uh, like relaxing, cooking, walking, stuff like that. Really. Obviously, we're at a different kind of stage of it. We're we're a little bit more free now. But yeah, that's kind of what I was doing. I, I was tying up a lot of loose ends with things that I never finished, like classics that I never finished, like Sopranos and stuff like that. I've, I've, um, I'm I've on the second half of the last season of Sopranos because I'd never wow, I'd never got there and it's just, I want to buy a pinky ring. I just, there's so much. It's just... You need one. I've got one, man. Look at that. I, I've got- I bought a selection of vests in lockdown as well and only wore a vest every day, bro. Yeah. <laughs> it's so good, though. But it's, I mean, number one, as you were saying there, it makes me want to just cook Italian food all the time yeah. while I'm yeah, watching yeah. it. It makes me realise, like, when I am out walking, I'm giving people proper dirty looks because I think <laughs> yeah. I'm a gangster all of a sudden and I have to, to, to rein the, that in. Yeah. <laughs> but me and you always talk about this. We're, we're very susceptible to things and... Uh, when we're watching a lot of Sopranos, we have like uh, fantasies of smashing people's heads in, in car doors and stuff. Yeah, just yeah. like retaliating or like responding to things with violence is yeah. the first yeah. thing that comes into my head, but I'd never do it. Yeah, sometimes I fantasize about that, but um, it probably wouldn't be the right thing to do. It's what's great though, is because they'll spend ages just having Tony being Tony. And then yeah. it's very rare they'll have a moment where he has to show that he can kick the shit out of anyone. And it'll be, yeah. yeah. And that's yeah. what's one of the great things I think about the writing is you just grow to accept him as this dominant guy. When in reality, he could be playing like a soccer dad. Like he's from yeah. his build and his look and everything. He could be playing anything, yeah. but you yeah. accept it as this bad boy gangster. And then every now and then they go, just to, to remind you. Yeah, you know, don't fuck with Tony Soprano. Yeah, it's true, man. But yeah, like you say, it's all in the writing because you believe those moments more when yeah. when you see he's having to hold it together and be a normal person for so long. Yeah. Or and he's like... When, when he goes so extreme, it's because he has to prove his point and, and, it, and that it makes a lot of sense, doesn't it? Yeah. Yeah. I, or he's really sweet with his family and his daughter and his son and then, like, he'll literally just rinse the guy that owns the camping shop. Like, yeah. Yeah, like, take he, out like he doesn't yeah, yeah. have a heart. But you know <laughs> yeah, yeah. that he does, but it's just like, I don't know. If you step into the gangster realm... You've you got her, innit? You're going to get fucked over. But that's one of the things, I mean, this isn't meant to be specifically a Sopranos podcast, but it might be. Um, <laughs> the, the, the one thing I think that gets overlooked, because obviously the performance is great, the stories are great, but people overlook the fact that this came out, what, 15 years ago now, right? Yeah. And this is yeah. a powerful, dominant lead mm-hmm. who's having panic attacks and therapy all the time. Yeah, man. Yeah. And that's fucking yeah. huge that that was an accepted thing because again it's it's weird now where mental health is so much more discussed and people are so much more open about it you really yeah. got to give some credit to, to to that show of one of the most iconic dominant 100 in tv they history. were so they were so ahead of their time with that because 
Like now, if that was part of a subject matter now on a TV show, it'd be like, you know, they're ticking boxes and jumping yeah. on the bandwagon. Yeah, Whereas yeah. back then, no one's really talking about that. And that's taken a, it's, it's taken a massive creative risk, isn't it? And, and yeah, yes, really. it's amazing. That's part of the, I basically, I started watching it about 10 years ago, but it's when I first started having like anxiety and, and didn't know oh, what anxiety really? was back then and stuff. So every time I watched it, it would make me get like start breathing funny and it's coming on when I was watching him and that but like you know yeah. now years later I've I've you know learned to control that and understand what that is I, that I, must I, have been awesome to to have that to watch and kind of get to understand your own relationship with that that, that kind of panic like I, I've yeah. there's been studies recently that talk about our horror films part of the appeal of them is that it's it's preppiness it's preparing tension in films and things like that is giving us all those emotions but not in an actual situation of risk right, so it's right, really yeah. good for us mentally because not that it's gonna <laughs> prepare you to be <laughs> chased by a murderer or, or whatever else but it's yeah. <laughs> You're a clown yeah it's yeah it's giving you all of those moments and those physical reactions but then immediately you're not actually at risk and it's yeah. it's got to be a similar thing with reacting to to tony soprano's panic attacks potentially that you're going yeah, to start sure. breathing weird but then you're like well all right i'm at home yeah it's everything's cool fine. so it's kind of good yeah, practice yeah, rather yeah. than when you're actually in a situation yeah you're right fuck yeah. You up. yeah do you know what that horror stuff's interesting man because it's it's basically like indulgence in a bad feelings you know what i mean yeah. like the indulgence without having to uh to actually deal with with the reality of a ghost popping out at you, because I think I'd still shit myself. Even Completely. all the training for it's control over, yeah, yeah. isn't it? It's, <laughs> yeah, it's, yeah, yeah, yeah. it's that control of being able to go. I'm shitting myself, but I'll turn it off if I want. Yeah, I weren't that scared. Yeah, yeah. I've turned it off. I mean, I turned it off because I wanted to. I've got yeah, other stuff yeah, to yeah. do because I'm in control. Yeah, yeah. 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 I don't. I'm, watch an adult and I'm not watching this childish shit. <laughs> <laughs> I won't watch horror on my own ever. Have you no. really never. Never. Yeah, I would either, man. It's too much. My house feels way bigger. And yeah, like, yeah. I, I think, what happened here before they built houses here? Yeah, ancient burial site. It's yeah. funny because I've always said that, like, I, I, I'm not that into horrors because I don't get that drawn in and whatnot. I enjoy them. I yeah, can get same. into it, but I'm not that into it. But literally <coughs> two nights ago, my whole night, the whole dr- dr- dream was a, f- a fucking horror movie. And I'm 39 and I woke up fucking, I was like, Yep, ain't into that, ain't into that. I woke up at like <laughs> yeah. about four o'clock, so it was one of them where it was like, it's too early to just get up, but even yeah. as a grown-up, I was like, I don't want to go back to sleep yet, because that was yeah, rough, yeah. man. That went on for yeah, 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 <laughs> yeah, yeah. In a yeah, horror no, movie yeah. being chased and shit, and I was like, oh, I'm a grown-up, yeah, and I'm I, sitting there going, I'll I just chill those. for a bit, I think. Yeah. <laughs> I might even go on my phone for like 20 minutes and just yeah. uh, wake up and then try to go back to sleep. Yeah, yeah. snap yourself out of it. <laughs> it's weird yeah, I, it's I weird those. but um so so one of the things i mean you say in in chatting shit that it's not a lockdown podcast but it is a lockdown podcast isn't it you know what i mean it <laughs> yeah, is it, yeah. i mean you you're, you're very exactly clear that. about the fact it isn't but it is isn't it <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah definitely that's how you get all these guests because they're doing yeah. nothing yeah so yeah it's true now but to be fair to us <laughs> we thought the idea maybe a couple of years ago but we're so lazy that it never came to fruition and uh yeah yeah but then when lockdown came in when a, a world pandemic came about we thought it was a perfect time uh, <laughs> yeah. people are listening people are free I love yeah, that. Man. I love there's been so many things I've seen ju- during this pandemic that people are saying exactly that. Like, I was planning on doing this before, but it's like when you're watching, like, a murder <laughs> mystery and you guess every single character and at the end you go, told you. 
Yeah, 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 yeah. It's like, I've had millions of ideas. That doesn't mean they were ever anything real. It's like, no, I planned it before the pandemic. It's like you had a yeah, thought yeah. before the pandemic yes. is what happened. Yeah. That's, like when we, that's like when we get this sort of backhanded compliment fans that come up to us and go, I love people to see nothing. Me and my mate sort of thought of that as well, but it was good yeah. that you lot done it first. Yeah, or um, I love people just do nothing. Chibody G is hilarious. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks, man. Mate, I, I did almost exactly that on a podcast I recorded the other day because it was a it was a spoken word guy Benjamin Zephaniah is a he's a, a legend yeah, he's and he's just deep. got this yeah. this new TV show that's this whole spoken word thing and I couldn't resist I was too fucking ego led to not say I had the idea to do a spoken word uh, TV show yeah. years ago as well. I literally said it on the but as soon as I said it I was like what are you doing yeah. this You're is like the worst yeah. Yeah. I know yeah, I've received this I was going to do it yeah, yeah, I was, 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 was going to do that a while back, but it didn't happen. But it's, I'm, I'm glad you're. It's like, mate, yeah. how yeah. have I done that? On I've it's invited this man works, on, don't it? Yeah. It's funny how like your mind, you even hear yourself go, "Don't say this." Yeah, and you're like, "No, yeah, yeah. I, this, yeah. this is a good idea. I need to say this." And as soon yeah. as it comes out, you're like, oh, for, it's killer, that? man. It's <laughs> embarrassing. But I've I, uh, all that is, like when when the idea came about. Aside, I've been I've been yeah. loving <laughs> ch- chatting shit because this seems like the perfect time for it, right? Because the feeling I get is it gives you two a chance to catch up as well yeah, as, yeah, as sure. having guests and stuff like that. So how's that been kind of hundred percent getting going like, on for it? For me, that, that's, that's what it was. Like we, I mean, and we only ever do things that, that we enjoy really. Like, cause I think if you put your, or that pay really well. Something into, <laughs> yeah, well, that still hasn't happened. But, yeah, uh, but like, we only ever do like with people to do nothing is because we all loved hanging out. We loved these characters and we loved, uh, you know, fucking about with our best friends and stuff. And like me and Hugo love just chatting and terrorizing each other. We send each other voice notes all day. So we're <laughs> yeah. like, you know, it's the perfect time for it. And we're both at home. You know, you do appreciate just conversations like yeah. after a while. Do you know what I mean? So like the first episode we've done was just me and Hugo. You know what I mean? And like, and, and talking through old stories and kind of taking us, you know, that first time where you can stop and actually reflect on how much we've done and how proud we are of that. Do you know what I mean? And, and breaking yeah. it down. Because never, you never think, oh, how did we get here? So it's kind of no. nice to have those conversations. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And it's, also when we were younger, like with no responsibilities and no job, we would hang out. Like yeah. and, uh, the older you get, that seems to become a challenge. Yeah. So it's good to have an excuse yeah, to kind sure. of lock off some time and just chat to your mate. It's yeah. mad, isn't it? Because you need a reason to hang out now. Like we need to be going yeah, and doing yeah. something. Yeah. Go into a place for a reason rather than well, about. Yeah, yeah, I'm about. Yeah, yeah it's so I'm true. I'm going to come around. Yeah. yeah. Why? What's up? Yeah, <laughs> it's, it's not well, like even normal. if I call, I call you. Yeah, your message and go. If you miss it, go. Hey man, can you call me back? I'm anxious because like, <laughs> is everything most, all right? Yeah, because most people don't call. <laughs> yeah. and like yeah. if you if they do, it's like fuck. What do they want? What's happening? I'll even stare at a phone call from Hugo. Being like, oh, fuck, is this something to do with sound drama or work something or something? I think they're not answering. It. Yeah. yeah, and then and then message back going, what was up? Yeah. <laughs> don't worry don't be anxious it's fine you're just waiting for it to stop yeah yeah, yeah. So you've not hung up so he doesn't know you're looking yeah. at it and then yeah. message oh, exactly oh, it's, it's, it's a power play right. uh, it's also a power play i don't want to be i don't want to be the one called i want to call him yeah on my terms yes yeah, oh. on my terms two minutes i'll call you back what's yeah. up years and years ago i turned the ringer off on my phone just because i was yeah. like well right i'll i'll if, if i'm if i'm available I'll see that someone's ringing me. If I'm not, then it shouldn't be like bugging me. But during the pandemic, that's just hit me because it's exactly that. It's like, well, 
my phone's in my fucking hand all day long anyway now. So it's one of them where like the ring yeah, is off, but yeah. I'm still looking at it going, making that exact choice. Now, do I want this phone call now? And can I yeah. can I give a good enough reason to have missed it, considering yeah, yeah, everyone yeah, knows yeah. we're all locked in the house? I can't be like, oh, I was doing this or that. It's like, you weren't doing shit. You were in your yeah, house. Yeah, yeah, you yeah. yeah, I don't have my vibrate or ring on. Yeah. Nothing. Now, but you've got a watch, so you constantly have it coming to you. I do, but I turn vibrate off at night. So. Oh, yeah, no. oh, mate, I'm airplane mode at night. Yeah, no one can really contact good. me. I like it. Yeah, I respect You'll that. You'll be burnt alive without my help. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Wicker man. <laughs> well, so how did you go about choosing your, your, your guests and everything then? Because you've had some, because it's weird. I started listening to the first episode, which was just the two of you. And I stopped purely because I knew that we were doing this. And I was like, yeah. well, I don't want to just be going, tell that story about when this, I want us to talk and stuff to come yeah, out yeah, organically. Yeah, but yeah. I jumped straight to Tim Key because yes. that that man can just make me laugh. Just And it, like, I struggled having him on the podcast because just the way he says anything just makes me giggle. Man. So I was like, this is, I'm not going to yeah. be a good interviewer because he'll just turn and look and I'll be sn- sniggering like a child. Yeah, Mate, that, that, that was incredible. Comedy. That was, by the way, I just want to say I'm a massive fan of your podcast as well. Oh, wicked. Yeah, oh, same, thank man. you, man. Everyone. And uh, I've obviously heard the Tim Key one as well. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, man, he's a G. And, and, you know, like, we've been massive fans of his work for years, obviously. And then recently I did a film in Rome last year and just, you know, struck up a little bit of a relationship with him. And yeah, I mean, as you'll know, he is just exactly the same in real life. Just, yeah, and, 100%. and he'll pull you up on anything as well. It's just, yeah, he's great. Yeah. Like, so, uh, yeah, man, I just thought he'd be amazing for it. You know, like I say, someone that's kind of uh, inspired our comedy as well. So, and it's just, I just find it interesting hearing people's journey because we're so lucky to be doing what we did. Like, I constantly think how lucky I am to be doing what I'm doing because yeah. there's so many people that are talented and aren't. So it's like, yeah. so it always interests me. Everyone's story always interests me because it's almost like I feel like I'm not doing what I'm doing and I want to know. I'm like, how did you get here? Because because yeah. I'm because people are gonna catch me out in a minute and I'll be done. Do you know what I mean? That's how I feel. I'm yeah. that all the time. The thing that I've had with the podcast is realising that everyone has the exact same imposter syndrome that I have constantly. Yeah. Like I had Armando Iannucci on and he was saying wow, how yeah, his yeah. latest thing. Yeah, he I heard was, that one. He was worried that people weren't going to, it wasn't good. And I'm like, you're Armando Iannucci. You like yeah. <laughs> created Partridge and the thick of it and all yeah. these other things. Yeah. And you're yeah. still having imposter syndrome. So yeah, yeah, yeah. that's good. We're, we're all just fucking making it up as we go along, man, 100%. and doing it to our best ability. And like, the more I hear that, like when I hear that on podcasts as well, it just makes me, it makes me feel a lot better. And I mean, I've always been saying that anyway, but yeah. at least now I know that everyone else. Yeah. Feels. And we interviewed like Benji B, who's a Radio 1 DJ. Yeah, yeah, he's man. got way more stripes to his, I don't know what to say. Violin? Yeah. Strikes to his violin. <laughs> his violin. Yeah, yeah. Um, but he said like, I was just like, when, when we do People Just Do Nothing or music, podcast, whatever, just feel like a 17-year-old boy again. And he was like, yeah, you never lose that. Like, because that's how he feels too. Yeah, yeah and that's good. Yeah, I think that's sick as well to always remember that because uh, I think the day that you, you lose that, take, take it for feeling. granted. Yeah, you're just yeah. slipping, isn't it? Yeah. It's interesting because kind of... an, another episode I loved was the Charlie Cooper one because I think yeah. this country yeah, is just see. fucking amazing. But Incredible. it's interesting you, you, you saying about Tim Key influencing you guys a bit because the thing I think that connects 
this country and people just do nothing is you've dug deep enough into characters that you can just have them hanging out and talking and doing stuff yeah. and it's it's funny it doesn't have mm. to have gags you've got the gags in there but it doesn't have mm. to have it and that's i can i see that from tim key from 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 characters like alan partridge and stuff like that exactly. where yeah, you, yeah. you can just spend 20 minutes just watching them do anything and you'll be laughing and i think that's what you guys now and the this country um guys and girls n- n- nail in that they've made these characters that yeah you want to have your story progress you want to have your big joke moments and your big ridiculous moments but you can also just sit around in a room talking and it'll it'll bring stuff out 100% yeah. man that my my favorite comedy characters are like that like like you say you know like partridge brent uh yeah this country's amazing as well tim key's character it's just like you say you could just listen to them you could just watch them and listen to them talk about anything you know what i mean yeah. and and i think for me i'm not really i'm not a huge gag man do you know what i mean like yeah, yeah although when when you write you have to include that but you know that that's the type of comedy I love. You know, and, and I think this country smashed it with what they did, and and that was an interesting one because um, it was a similar journey to ours as well. Do you know what I mean? Like especially yeah. with Charlie because he he was he never trained as an actor or anything like that. It was never his dream from young. He was just a fan of watching comedy, just like us. Yeah, and um, and the same sort of thing. Like he, you know, it was a mockumentary on the BBC. They tried a pilot years before that. They, you know, that didn't work out same with ours so it's like there's a lot of similarities there man and so it's really interesting to hear his journey definitely so so how was that for you guys because again it's people just do nothing is that kind of show that makes me feel like you need to do a pilot or you need to show them because as you said on paper it's not necessarily about gag 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 you need to go look on paper you're not going to get it just let us make it and then you'll see what we're doing 100%. 100%. Early on, read-throughs would be quite painful because of that, because, you know, you're just reading words. You, do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. you need to be in that situation for it to shine. Yeah. Um, I think from our YouTube stuff, like being kind of early on that YouTube wave, that they kind of got that and probably were like, let's see this with more of a storyline. Yeah. Well, for anyone that doesn't know, we started on YouTube. So, yeah, we, we had like maybe, but I mean, like five webisodes at the point where yeah. uh, Rough Cut got in touch to pitch it to the BBC. Um, and I remember, because when we did it on YouTube, we, we were just doing loads of improv. So we'd film for about eight, nine hours a day and then whittle <laughs> it down to like, you know, like five, six minutes of gold that was there. Yeah. That, that, But... <laughs> Like there was loads of shit as well. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. I was gonna say a production company ain't gonna be up for that. Right. Nah, that's not Just give us well, a shoot for six to months. Five minutes. <laughs> yeah, 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 exactly. Yeah, just keep chucking money at it. Come on. Yeah, yeah no, we, we will we guarantee you five minutes of gold. Yeah, guaranteed. Yeah, it cost you millions. We're ahead of our time. It was like all the short, short attention span people in these days would love that <laughs> but um we also thought that we'd uh just just improv it and uh yeah, like yeah, curb. We, we, yeah yeah we were like yeah we found out curb that only did beat sheets <laughs> and we were like yeah no we'll just do it like curb and they're like yeah you haven't really done anything and you haven't written BBC seinfeld gonna... before so yeah exactly like, yeah no kinda... yeah the bbc are gonna chuck some money at a pilot you gotta write a script so we had to learn to write a script and we ended up doing it i think about 18 drafts for that one which, it's, yeah. it's mad on stuff like that when you have to l- l- look at yourself and ask is this an artistic choice or a, l- a laziness choice 
because I had that yeah, load of early scripts and short films yeah. ideas I had. I was yeah. like, look, we've yeah. got the idea. We'll we'll start yeah. rolling, bang, bang, bang. And then I actually wrote <laughs> yeah. a script and I was like, oh, this is way better if I've actually written it. And put, it just takes written, longer yeah. and takes yeah. a lot more. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And especially but I was always younger, on that like, Shea Meadows thing. Like, Shea Meadows improvises it all. So, exactly. so what we're going to do is we'll get us all together. It's like, nah, yeah. yeah. Try writing especially something when, first. Especially when you're younger. We, we was like, I don't know, like 24, 25 years old. And you always think that you know better. So you're yeah. like, yeah, yeah. No, but we can just improv it because yeah, we yeah. know how to do that. It's the, as, if, as if no one's ever done improv before. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and, and, then, and, and we were like, because we were massive fans of The Office and used to watch all the outtakes and see him change the words slightly and stuff like that. So we assumed that the whole thing was improvised. We were like, you yeah, were just improvising at The Office. And they're like, you're insane. That whole thing was scripted. Amazingly <laughs> like, oh, scripted, yeah. Yeah, amazingly yeah. scripted. Yeah, exactly. Like, oh, okay. Yeah. Well, probably, is it right to just direct it as well? Richard Gervais did it. <laughs> oh, it's definitely <laughs> so, not. No. Definitely so not, was it yeah. important having someone like Rough Cut reach out then? Because they did The Office and they did The It Crowd and all sorts of, of good stuff. And they're, from what I've seen of them, I've had a, a couple of meetings with them over the years from, on different things. And from what I've seen, they're proper on point of scouring YouTube and scouring the internet and trying to find just interesting stuff and go, oh, there's something in this and seeing what it could be. So, yeah, so they sure, approached man. you, right, and saw the... Yeah, shout out Ash. I mean, it was it was Ash that uh, produced the office and IT crowd, but I think that was before Rough Cut. Um, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then, and then and then he started his own company, Rough Cut. Shout out Ash for seeing seeing a vision in us, but also shout out John Petrie for uh, he Finding was us. yeah, like he was like Shaping hungry it. at the time for like new talent, and and he he would put on his own nights and stuff, and um, like comedy nights, and yeah, he he would he would scour for YouTube and. Yeah, found us, I guess, one day. And like, we just got a, uh, an email one day saying, Do you want to come in for a meet? Like, we basically planned to do six webisodes. Yeah. And we didn't know what next. We just wanted to do six webisodes and then see, you know, like, we, we didn't have no like massive plans for anything. We were just enjoying doing it. And then we got to like the fifth webisode and got that email through. And obviously, we were all into like kind of, you know, like underground music and like, anti the system and stuff like that so it's like when you get an email like that we weren't like yes we were like whoa 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 let's go and well, see what they've check. got to say yeah and yeah 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 yeah, yeah. It might be the know everything yeah exactly yeah, yeah. watch and out for shapeshifters in the room yeah I'd pretty made, much when, yeah they're all lizards when i started off doing a music and we started to get some hype we started getting invited in to all of these major labels and a load of independent labels and we were like yeah We'll go and talk to the majors, but it's more just to get the insight and get their, because they're going to be evil and the independents will know their shit. Yeah. And it was so 50 50. Half of the, like, (laughs) yeah, exactly. One of the independents we went in on, they literally said, So we see you as the next Kano. And I was like, Mate, I fucking love Kano, but I ain't Kano. (laughs) It's like, it's just, whereas a major would be like, We see this influence, we see that influence, that. And I was like, Yeah. And we were heartbroken that it wasn't, that we again yeah. exactly as you guys that we didn't have it figured out. We were like, we'll go and yeah. see the majors, but thank you. Yeah, we know. Yeah. They're probably going to snake yeah. us. And I've, I've listened to Immortal Technique. I think I know what I'm talking. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Would Rizza yeah. go and see them? No. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, but now, yeah, and then and so, then. Um, so how did the, they win you round? I guess. And how well, were you in that good. meeting? Were you like kind of that kind of all right? Impress us. Kind of. Little, we turned up like eight deep, eight I deep think. in tracksuits and that. Yeah, yeah, and and, uh, and baseball bats. Now I'm joking. No, yeah. no, no. We were, obviously we we're polite and stuff, but we were we were a little bit yeah, like 
had a little bit of a um like a wall kind of yeah up or whatever it's called because it's something that we we worked on and we thought was amazing and we didn't really find that much other stuff funny at the time we were quite arrogant about it in the sense of like we trust each other's opinions and we're worried about anyone outside of that circle do you know what yeah. i mean like, yeah um yeah and and we assume that it's going to be like you know like exactly like what they you know like Jizza who's your A and R mountain climber who plays an electric we're like yeah they're all going to be like these bait guys and then John Petrie is like the sweetest guy in the world like you think it's going to be some like blood sucking vampire that works in TV or whatever yeah. and he was like really nice guy understood the vibe of the show completely admitted that you know garage and rude boys and everything was not part of his world and he wouldn't want to get involved you know, in any of that side creatively, he just wants to help try and make it better than it already is and yeah. sort of guide us. Get more than five minutes out of nine hours of shooting. Yeah, Gave us yeah. a different perspective on it as well because sure. uh, Beats and Grinder were basically just sort of competing to be... The same person, really. On, yeah, on a like, page, they'd be the same person. Yeah, right. so he was like, well, one of them needs to be more submissive and stuff like that, which initially... I remember going, nah, that's shit. I don't want him to be like that. Uh, <laughs> yeah. It's funnier if they compete with each other constantly. Yeah. But actually, in hindsight, he was definitely right. Yeah, man. Yeah. And like, there was things that like, because we were from a certain world back then, I don't know, now when I look back, I'm like, oh, God, Grindr was a little bit too aggressive, a bit too rough around the edges. Do you know what I mean? Like early on on the YouTube stuff. And it's actually nice that we sort of humanized him a little bit more and, and, uh, and got Made a little more less aggressive. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I love it. So, so, so what was your guys' up, upbringing? How did you meet? Did you always want to do TV or did you want to do music? Like, what was the, the journey there? Well, Hugo's from one of the most famous orphanages in uh, the north of England, aren't you? Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> nah, we um, basically, uh, m- me and Hugo met a, a lot later in life like, uh, you know, about the age of, like, 21, 22. Right. Um, through music, yeah. really, through our love of music. I mean, previous to that, maybe, you know, six, seven years before that, we were both, obviously, part of the garage culture growing up. Like, me, personally, I was doing pirate radio. I was emceeing. To, I was going jungle raves. I was going squat parties. I was, I was listening to garage. I was, do you know what I mean? And, and, uh, and then Hugo had his own part of the garage culture. Early yeah, on, yeah know, similar. So. It was just going... Well, yeah, pirate radio, DJing, like recording tapes, sets, things like that. Yeah, and then when we met, I was rapping and he was a hip-hop beat maker. We were just into like real hip-hop, hip-hop, I guess. Like Hugo was a massive Dilla fan. I was I was like obsessed with like Raekwon and Ghostface and Big Pun and stuff like that. And anyway, we sort of bonded over that, but we ended up never really making that much music and just smoking loads of weed every time we met up and just watching The Office and Partridge and Peep Show. And, yeah, and like, doing, <laughs> doing videos on like Nokia's like yeah. for ourselves, not for anyone, just because we found yeah. it funny. And then that, that early camera phones, yeah. Yeah, and then that kind of sort of manifested, I guess, into doing the webisodes and showing stuff to Steve and having ideas and sort of, Telling also, also, we used to watch documentaries that like weren't meant to be funny, just you know, real life documentaries that had yeah. amazing characters. And one of those was Tower Block Dreams. 
and we were obsessed like word for word with with these two characters one was uh, it was a dj and mc and we used to just play it out all the time and it proper it reminded us of all the people we'd met because you could that pirate station could be any one of the pirate stations we went to yeah right? and it reminded us of the people we'd met along the way you know the egos within pirate radio the yeah. different characters and that's where we started talking about our past lives together and, t- and trading stories and stuff and basically just putting on these voices of pretty much how it used to be back then. Do you know what I mean? And then Hugo said that his mate, Steve, who I'd never met before was traveling and he's stopping off in Thailand for a month. Do I want to come with him? So we went out there together, ended up, Steve had exactly the same humor as me, like Steve and Hugo uh, were raised and grew up together. And yeah, then, my neighbor. Yeah. And then we basically just hit it off and um, told him about these characters that we had which is Beats and Sniper at the time. And, uh, and I, used to, I told him about when I used to go squat party and do loads of beans and stuff. And we made up this like character of basically Steve with an S because we used to put an S on the end of everything for some reason. Yeah. So he'd be like, yes, bruvs, you got any fags? Like, and then <laughs> and we're like, yes, Steve's. And then we just thought it was funny to call him Steve's. And then we basically go out on the beach in Thailand and pretend we're on pills and go up to people and Steve's would be like... <laughs> Yes, bro, you're right, Steve. And they'd be like, it's all good, man. Ride the wave. Like, yeah, rubbing his back. back and shit. Yeah. And like, yeah, so like those characters just kind of were built on that holiday, really. Yeah. And I Steve's friend worked at a production company and had access to cameras, and so did Asim. Yeah, Asim, who plays your buddy G, used to film hip hop hood videos. So he had like a Canon 7D. Oh, so yeah, on the yeah. first, yeah, so first three webisodes was he was the cameraman along with Ben. Like he wasn't, right, yeah. even, Buddy G wasn't even a character. It's mad because what yeah. I, I love about it, because I, I remember when it first came out and I'd heard a bit of hype and I was like, how's this going to be? Is this going to be, you know how with you and your boys, you, you can all, all rip each other, but if someone else rips you, it's a fucking of liberty. And, it's, and that's sure. what I didn't know how the, sh- the sh- show would be. Would it be people l- looking in at this scene and laughing and then I yeah, put it yeah, on, I was yeah, like, it's yeah. not. It's people in the scene l- laughing yeah. at each other, yeah. laughing at them former selves, laughing at people they've met yeah. along the way. So I love that you somehow seem to balance it, that it never feels like it's going, oh, look at these idiots kind of thing. Do you know what I mean? It's, yeah. There's a warmth yeah, of in it all. Yeah, yeah and, and, and the f- that was uh, one of the main things we wanted to sort of keep like, it would have been so easy on, to fall into that though, right? Particularly when you start to yeah. think, oh, we're going to go on the BBC or whatever. Is this going to be a load mm. of posh white people watching again? Yeah. Ah, look at the poor people. Yeah. But it, yeah, you know, sure. it didn't work funny like poor people. Yeah. yeah exactly. no, anytime you, anytime you, you do anything about a subculture, because they're precious, you know what I mean? It's, mm. it's part of people's lives. You've got to be very careful, you know what I mean? And, like, and for me, you have to know that inside out. Do you know what I mean? Like, it's something that we live. Corrupt FM was a real station me and my mate used to run. Do you know right. what I mean? So it's like, they're real things and they mean a lot to us and we dress like that. Like, there's things that, like, you don't even know, like, no one knows unless it's that little four or five year period in a certain part of London, you know what I mean? Or London in general, yeah. you know, the way, the way we used to dress, the way we used to talk, like, I think getting all those things, but that's why we were so meticulous about 
making sure the wardrobe spot on like bringing yeah. stuff in not just leaving it to them because you and also i wouldn't I, I wouldn't blame them like that at that time as well it wasn't really a p- massive part of history do you know what i mean yeah. it wasn't until like wavy garms and you and spencer and all these people started documenting it more it's like you know how do you know those exact garms do you know what i mean like it's, it's like you don't want to be like oh so is it like hip-hop did you have like a a snapback no 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 that, you know what i mean yeah. it's, it's not that it's, like, be a it's Ralph very important yeah yeah, yeah. Even it's Way to, straight um, peak. Yeah. Even the spliff rolling, like yeah, they, like they have these tampon spliffs, and we'd be like, nah, nah. we'd got, roll them, we'd roll them. Yeah, yeah, Make yeah. Sure, everything. Zeus have got right. proper cone, big truncheons in that. Yeah, <laughs> and that, so like I think like all of that's super important. But to answer your question, I think we were never laughing at the subculture in itself. You know, the, or the culture in general. You know, in a way, we're laughing at insecurities within us. Do you know what I mean? Like yeah. the male ego. Uh, yeah. you know competition insecurities like all these things that like you have to deal with as a man growing up and, and you know and getting old as well like when you're part of a like a culture like a subculture like music and and stuff like that you don't want to let that dream go you don't want to get old mm, but nah. sometimes life gets in the way so I, I feel like these things to this day even though I'm fortunate enough to do what I do I still feel like that I still just want to hang out with my mates you know so so it's such a fine line of not saying oh that's wrong but also, you know, it's, it's delusion is quite funny, isn't it? Do you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Because it's so yeah. it's like getting that balance, like you said. Yeah, it's the grabbing hold of it, and and or finding the, the balance. It's funny because we talked at the start of how you can't just just hang out with your mates. You need to have a reason, yeah, to, to hang That's out with saying, mates. Yeah. That's not the case for Beats and Grinder and and, no. and the Crack Crew. They no. they're just there. Yeah. It's just there, yeah, isn't it? Yeah, Beats exactly. has invested his whole life into Grinder's <laughs> career. Yeah, and, uh, and funnily enough, Grinder wouldn't survive without the support of Beats. You know what I mean? He doesn't show that, but that yeah. Beats is the only one that believes his shit. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> insane. Yeah, a part of it. me thinks, does he believe it? Like, I know, but yeah, but he yeah. does. He's committed. Sometimes it looks like actually Beats is pr- probably more clever than Grinder, but he's more secure, so he just lets him get on with it. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, he kind of pokes little holes in his the things that he says. Yeah, yeah. But then as soon as you correct him, he's like, yeah. Right, yeah. Yeah, yeah. 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 No, you're right. Yeah. yeah. I love it. It's interesting as well because, what again, what we were saying earlier about the pandemic giving people a time to kind of look back on what you've achieved and stuff like that, because any of these industries, music, films, t- TV, all of these, yeah. they're industries that don't let you sit back and go, oh, man, yeah. we've done good there. It's yeah. always, so, so what's the next thing, right, we got in the top 40, how do we get in the top 10? And so on and yeah, so forth. Yeah. And that's one of the things I think the Beats' is delusion is realistic because they've not yeah, looked yeah. back. Like, like, chances are, if as an MC, if, if Beats and Grinder as, as as a duo would have got bigger, they'd be looking at that back at that time and going, man, we thought we were successful then. <laughs> yeah, but they've yeah, never yeah, had the point yeah. to go further yeah. and look back. They're there going, yeah, no, this is it. We're killing it. We're... Yeah, it's all that. that it's like um, only fools and horses. Like they're always this far away from a million pounds. Grinders always this far away from you know having his success. Yeah, yeah. and Be- Beats is so invested in it and can't wait for it, and doesn't <laughs> want anything out of it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. just well, wants to be there for the ride. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> exactly. Just but, it's that, but that's to be what part it is. It. 
yeah, but at the, and at the end of the day, for me, it's a show about friendship. Do you know what yeah. I mean? Like, Completely. Yeah. And, you know, a lot of the time they go about the wrong way, but that, that yeah. is what it's about. Without each other, yeah. they kind of fall apart. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's, yeah. It's, I mean, the work that has gone into it that most people w- won't notice or see is what makes it s- so great. That, like, Steve's and everyone are so believable because you guys have that much of it. Here's what they have to be wearing. Here's the exact yeah. kind of attitude, like his movements and everything are so, mm-hmm. we, we've all met that guy and, and we've yeah. all not wanted to meet that guy and we've all been stuck with <laughs> yeah. that guy. Yeah. And it's yeah. just yeah. all yeah. so well observed. It doesn't seem like a parody of any of these things. It's all so well observed that it allows it to just, yeah, to just dr- drift along comfortably without it seeming, yeah. yeah put on or forced, I guess. Yeah, 100%, man. And that's because there's like five of us, do you know what I mean? There's like a, we can all lean on each other and, and, uh, you know, everyone's, I mean, I'm so lucky to be surrounded by these boys because all their opinions mean so much to me, do you know what I mean? And, and it's democracy as well. It's like if you get outvoted, then your your idea is probably shit. Do you know what I mean? It's yeah, like yeah, yeah, so. It's, yeah. That's why I've always felt confident in it. Do you know what I mean? It'd be it's a, you know it'd be a lot harder doing something on your own. You know. Um, yeah, definitely. Yeah. So so I mean, I always end up jumping about all over the place on these things. But so coming from you know the focus being music originally, how mm. was it all this time forward having having ocean wisdom on the podcast because that dude can fucking go and he i, I wow. swear he's the kind of the the bridge b- between uk stuff and everyone you've mentioned in wu-tang yes like yes. yeah a, a, yeah a brick or bat is my track that i'm like this could be yeah. peak cypress hill like if this yeah if he went a bit whinier yeah. like <laughs> like this would be Black Sunday. This would be one of the bangers. But he does yeah. go to, to to garage flows, to to, to jungle flows, yeah. and all that kind of thing in there as well. Yeah. So, was that good to kind of chat? Was there any intimidation, or, or was it just excitement? Yeah, he was he was mad intimidated by us. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah, he always is. <laughs> no, shout out Ocean man. No, he um, we we've known him for a while now. Oh really? Uh, yeah because we he's from brighton originally or or resided in brighton and uh when he was still relatively unknown i think or like had his first couple of videos we did a set at concord and our uh, tour manager at the time christian uh was friends with him so he brought him through and and it turns out he was a fan and 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 i recognized him off uh because i'd seen the video so we're like mutual fans and uh and then he just kind of blew up in his field, man, and, and he's been killing it. And, and you're so right. I think he is that. I think you need that. I mean, you'd never hear, usually hear an album with like, you know, LD from 6-7 and Jest. You know what I mean? Yeah. Or, or, or you know, like, we used to make jokes about that. You know, remember Hugo, like, yeah, you know, yeah. like LimeWire remixes. I'd be like, Mega Man and Tupac. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. that, that'd be a joke. <laughs> That's the kind of... That is the kind yeah. of collaborations he's getting on his album, yeah. you know. That. But like, he has like so many influences, and he kind of not afraid to like lean on them. Yeah. But then also he makes it his own sound, which is really impressive. Where some people, I feel, they'll be like, right, "I'm going to make kind of '90s sounding rap music, and that's it, and that's what I'm sticking to." But he's not afraid to, you know, like work with like Dizzy Rascal and then Method Man and yeah, yeah. like flip yeah. the production up and 
you know, like yeah. a Cypress Hill sounding track, but then he's got like like a like some, kid track, you know, yeah, I mean? some futuristic well, yeah. shit with gets, like yeah, yeah. yeah but man. it all sounds like his own. It's it like he his owns own it. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's, sure, it's what I love. Like, like from from having spoken to Getz and to Kano and all these guys, the guys that seem to excite me are the ones who don't give a fuck about what people are going to say about what genre it is or what it sits yeah. under. It's it's because Ocean Wisdom again, he's got some grime tracks, but he's, I wouldn't consider yeah. him a grime MC because of no. that variation and that mixture. And it's the same with Getz and Kano now, really, that they yeah. started off yeah. in one place and went, "Cool, I've done that." Now let's let's yeah, go yeah. over here. Let's try things out. Whereas Ocean seems to be doing it just f- from the off, just yeah, straight yeah. off the bat. Going, I've done yeah, one track this way. Let's try something completely different. Yeah, because it's proper, younger generation, isn't it? I think yeah. I think the younger generation are less scared to take risks as well. And I think yeah. as a good artist and whatever you do, you should just take risks with what you do. You know what I mean? And like, yeah, and just make things that you that you feel. You know what I mean? And like, yeah, because uh, otherwise. Otherwise, it's, it's not really pure, the purest art that you can put out, really, if you're overthinking it and that. And it's easier said than done, isn't it? Do you know what I mean? But yeah. like, I think that's why Pews Nothing worked, because like I said, there was five of us. You know, we believed in each other's opinions and stuff, and you can lean each, on each other for that. And anyone outside that circle, we didn't give a fuck what they thought. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, and we all have different influences as well. It's like, yeah. you know, yeah. we all like the, you know, Partridge Office peep show. But then there's other things outside of that that we all kind of like as well. And like, yeah, like strictly calm dancing and shit like that. Yeah, like strictly placing dancing, the sun, placing the sun, dancing with the stars. <laughs> Britain's got talent. <laughs> like yeah, really these things just help shape us. Shit. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Well, I think it's good as well because it's a case of being honest with yourselves as as well about what's good and what will work and what you actually want to do. Because again, when you get in any scene, there's a set path put out in front of you. Like if, if, if you're yeah. part of the, the, the part yeah, yeah, of radio sure. scene, here's what you're meant to be doing. And you guys at some point went, that's dope, but we want to mess about as well. Like we want yeah. to have a laugh and make stuff rather than here's the station you need to get on. And then you need to do oh, yeah. a mixtape. You need yeah, to be yeah. battling all this kind of thing, or you need to be in the clubs like, yeah, now that's yeah. spot on. Do you know what? Because um, because even more so than that, <clears throat> that finished by then, and I wanted to be a rapper. Like I was, I was strictly into like because that's what's lyricism and and conscious rap. You know what I mean? Yeah. And that and that's that's what I thought I was and wanted to do. Even though in real life, I love joking about and fucking around. You know what yeah. I mean? I didn't go hand in hand. You know, at the time anyway, uh, because like you say, I was trying to follow like nineteen ninety five New York. Yeah, like, oh, that's not that wasn't me. Do you know what I mean? Taking it really serious, taking it really seriously. Yeah. yeah, and and I even remember that um, it was a jump to do this to do because I had a few videos out on YouTube and stuff like you know not a massive viewers or following or anything, but they were out there. So yeah. my identity in my mind was that. Do you know what yeah. I mean? And then stepping into then be essentially taking the piss out of myself and not looking cool. You know what I mean? It was a big step, and I remember think. Um, Asim when he because Asim was the same Asim was also a rapper and I remember when he when he went on the first episode and he was all dressed up as Jabbar he was like I don't know if I want to do this man like, I did, people yeah, aren't going to take I'm me seriously rapper, anymore man. I'm a rapper yeah. you know what I mean so it's like it is like you said you got a spot on there because it is taking that I do remember that moment vividly yeah. it's like 
like because especially when you're younger like your identity means so much to you do you know yeah, what I mean like, and, and like you say you, you, you're, you've got these rules that you thought you wanted to follow here's like, the I path do this. that we're meant to go here's a path yeah, and, yeah. and here's how I want people to view me do you know what yeah. I mean you're not you're about not, to sample Stevie Wonder or Michael Jackson yeah exactly yeah, yeah. yeah strictly yeah. breaking jazzy, the hip hop rules up, upright bass dusty loop that's it yeah, do you know what yeah. I mean like, what that's got a clap on the drums no way yeah, <laughs> never. I even love that with modern beats, like young producers. They don't give a shit. They just yeah. chop off the fruity loops and if it's, so it's bangs, yeah. it bangs. That's why Grime was so sick. Do you know what I mean? Because yeah. they were literally making tunes on PlayStation Music and and, yeah. and and to real musical heads, it would sound whack because it was all like out of key and mad sounds. But that's sick. They're not following any blueprint. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Well, you play and that, that in a rave. It's going what, on. Bodies it. Bodies it. Yeah. yeah. There was, there was um, this guy, Ian McKay, who was in in a band called Minor Threat, a seminal kind of punk band, and then in, in Fugazi. And he, I read a quote from him once, and he said, I'd much rather hear from four kids who've got instruments and so many ideas but not the technical skill to get all of them across than hear from right, four yeah. guys who can do anything with any instrument and are just noodling yeah. and whatever else. And I think that's completely true. It's that excitement and energy that you're like, look, I've not got time to, to clean this up. I've not got time yeah. to learn yeah, how to yeah. do this properly. I need to get this out yeah. there. Yeah, yeah. I need a beat to spit over. You know what I mean? That's all. And again, he literally described grime there. Yeah, yeah. Or or to come back to Wu Tang, I remember seeing Wu Tang at at Glastonbury one year when we were playing there, and people were all over the social media saying the sound was awful. It's like that's because these beats were produced on fucking a piece of wood. It's like like, this is literally they sound shit because they're shit, but they're they're amazing in headphones. But in a field, you drop a Wu Tang beat, it sounds awful. But like, oh, the sound was so bad. It's like, are you a Wu Tang fan? Because yeah. It's always sounded yeah. like that, right? You know it's that. meant to sound bad. You yeah. know all the bass lines are out of key, right? Yeah. Oh, <laughs> meant to be like that. Yeah. Riz yeah. is really smart. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> exactly. Well, um, speaking of festivals then, so from being pirate radio kids to then going, look, we're not taking it so seriously, pirate is dying down a bit or whatever else, mm-hmm. uh, dubstep is, has, is having its moment, to going into comedy, to then be doing f- festivals and shit rapping and and, and, and and doing your shows how the fuck was that because that's that's it's not a, that's not the path that was laid out in front of you that's not what you no. were saying well the obvious path but, is we're gonna make comedy yeah. characters and then we're secretly yeah. gonna go and live our dreams <laughs> out as those yeah. characters yeah. at festivals yeah. we, and stuff we win that, we've manipulated the world and but we've that won. was a journey in itself that wasn't like um we're gonna do festivals and then instantly we're doing big stages like we we're playing empty clubs like yeah terrible shows working no, but you know but you know what hugo yeah like we 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 can't take away that we were very lucky because we yeah, already yeah, had the course. tv show out and we'd already been on radio one yeah we did start with quite big things like we'd start with um that like big warehouse raves and stuff like that where we're like mind blown like what this yeah, is sick that's true but then, yeah. do you know what i mean but then you do little clubs and stuff like that it's but, the reality yeah, you know, of like, touring life yeah, for anyone like, who isn't yeah, exactly. you have that moment the like, i'm the bollocks and then next week it's like yeah. there's four people yeah yeah great yeah yeah, yeah. yeah i'm yeah. a piece of shit again yeah yeah, yeah exactly oh, that is right. humbling that's right. my mistake that's right. right yeah that's right yeah. sorry i well, forgot another well, piece of shit aren't i yeah yeah <laughs> yeah i like what i like to say is oh great i'm me again yeah then you remember in it do you know what i mean no it's humbling when you have shit shows and no one turns up as well because you you're kind of like okay yeah, yeah, for sure. On, uh, but on my last we, ever we, um, tour, we had two nights at Coco, so t- 
over 2,000 people sold out each night. And then the week yeah. later, we were doing t- 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 two shows in Italy. And the first show had, I think, 14 people. And the, the second show had 12. <laughs> and it's like, yeah, there nice. you go, yeah. right to the end of the music career. It's humbling. Yeah. You have that moment. Yeah. We're yeah. going out. Yeah. Yeah. F- yeah. 5,000 yeah. people over these two nights. We are the bollocks. And then, nope, there's yeah. 30 people here. They, and they don't care yeah. too much. Uh, Let's go at how we started. Let's go yeah, how we started. Exactly. Just a couple of yeah. people. Yeah. Yeah. Full circle. Um, do you know what, though? To answer your question, it was, it, like Hugo said, it was a natural, it was kind of organic because we ended up doing like a, a finger show on, on one extra. Just yeah, like, Mr. Jam. Just like freestyle. Not the 60 minute one, years before that. And, yeah. um, and off the back of that, someone said, do you, do you not, we want to book you for, um, it was called West London Warehouse Rave. It was a legal one, though. And then, um, we were like, uh, yeah, fuck it, why not? Do you know what I mean? And I remember we got paid, in, I think we got paid like 100 quid between us. And uh, but uh, the sickest thing I thought was that we got a bottle of vodka and I was allowed to hold the glass bottle in the club and I held it on all night. And every time they wanted a drink, I'd pour it to, to one of the boys if I wanted to hold it. Amazing. Like, this, it was, because again, it was proper MC grinder, man. I couldn't believe it. On paper, you're like 100 quid, bottle of vodka. And then you're like, oh, that's between eight of us. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, 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 exactly. We're all slightly tipsy by the end of the night. A couple of shots and, each yeah. and, and 15 yeah, got a little score out of our back pockets. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, 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 exactly, yeah. No, nah, but it was amazing, man. And we was, that one was slightly insane because we stayed in character all night. And I think after yeah. that one, we realised that uh, maybe we'll just... quite draining. <laughs> yeah, we just did the same character amazing. on stage. Amazing. Yeah, yeah, man. And then, and like you say, like doing all these festivals and selling out these dream venues and stuff is incredible because, yeah, yeah like, like we are musicians first and foremost. So, of course, that's like my childhood. You know, this gets to be my childhood dream, but with less responsibility because you get to fuck around. And if it fucks up, it's fine because you're in character. Do you know what yeah, I mean? Yeah. So it's, it just feels funner. Do you know what I mean? It, I, no... I found it fun, like, just for us to kind of go out and hang out and have nights out. But then I wasn't 100% convinced that this is something that we could, like turn into something bigger and do big stages until we did a show at Boomtown Festival. Yeah. And yeah. people couldn't get in. Circo Loco tent, wasn't it? Yeah. And when we were doing the set, like I kind of, like there were people side of stage and stuff, but I kind of just blocked them out and we were like in sync with each other. Steve's DJ and was amazing. It all just worked. And then after that, I was like, it was a moment, isn't it? Actually, we can really fucking do this. <laughs> Actually, I'm pretty fucking sick. Yeah, I am pretty fucking yeah. sick. Yeah. And do you know what? That was a and sick then... moment, man. Yeah. And yeah. and uh, years later, funnily enough, we speak to Slow Tie sometimes and, and we're massive fans of him. Yeah. And uh, he, yeah, he messaged me last year, I think, and he was talking and he was like, do you know what? I saw you guys at Boomtown. I was at that Boomtown show. And uh, yeah, and he just, he, he said it was amazing and, and he felt mad inspired watching it. So it, which is mad full circle because yeah. now I watch him and he's, he, for me, he's mad inspirational. Do you know what I mean? So yeah. must have been, yeah, it must have been a moment, man. It's, it's one of the, the insanely beautiful things about live performance is you don't know who that crowd is. You have this know, amazingly yeah, intimate nice. hour or whatever because you're really, you're feeding off each other. You're giving them so much, they're giving you so yeah, much. Yeah. But you don't know who any of them are. And I've had a, f- a few like that where I've had someone on the podcast who I'm crazy excited about. And then either at the end or halfway through, they go, oh, I saw you at this gig or that gig. Like, oh shit, yeah, we've sick. had this yeah. moment that we didn't know. And it's fucking, yeah. it's a weird, unique buzz, isn't it? It's different from, yeah, oh, I watched sure. your show or listen to your album or whatever else. It's like, oh, yeah. we had... 
that thing together. We were we both, yeah, because there was an energy there that, yeah. I, that yeah. we shared and we didn't even know. Yeah, uh, yeah, it's cool. a real thing. Like it's it's hard to describe to someone who doesn't do screaming down a microphone uh, <laughs> to loads of people. But yeah. it's definitely that energy. And you have to earn it as well. You can't just go out and people, apart from if it's your own headline show, like yeah. if it's a festival, you got to earn their kind of... <laughs> Especially for us, man. Sometimes yeah. it's like, they're like, who the fuck are these Brett shit MCs? <laughs> they know, yeah, they don't even know <laughs> that we're MC. fucking like pretending. They're like, D- what? Do they what know the what error this is? Like? Yeah. And, then, and then once you start fucking around and bringing the energy and building it up, yeah, that's one. That's a great feeling, man, of winning them over. You know, it's yeah, a real, yeah. it's a real risk and a gamble. But it's, um, especially it if it's you good. go on after someone who's like young, current, like Stormzy or someone, that or, happened, or like, like yeah, young Bane as well. Yeah, like, yeah, crowds yeah. Crowds going mad, and then these fucking like, oh, fucking weird man, out of shape thirty-year-olds come <laughs> on stage. <laughs> yeah, yeah, like, yeah. yeah. Just they're like who half the, the tents leaving. Guys? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's the beauty of it, though. Again, you, you think before you start any of this that the best shows are going to be the ones where it's all adoring fans, they're screaming as you come out. But the best ones are the festival things where you have to yeah. win them over, yeah. and by the end you've yeah, got that sense sure. of achievement that you're like, right, yeah. we've got you. You thought we were pricks. Yeah, now you know yeah, yeah. we're pricks on purpose. And, yeah. Yeah, yeah. and, and, and that's, He's and that's meant to be thing. arrogant. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. He's meant to drop the tune out and go, I need to tell you something. I'm fucking sick, mate. And then, yeah. the and then drop the tune back in, That's yeah. meant to happen. So, so speaking of, of, of that first gig, remaining in character all night, how nice has it been being out of character on, on chatting shit? Because it is a weird thing that when you, you blow up in character, I always remember seeing an interview with Will Smith and he said that yeah. one of the best bits of advice he got before starting The Fresh Prince was use your own name. So call yeah. the character Will so that people would know who he is. Because otherwise, if, yeah. if like Carlton, who the fuck played Carlton? Oh, I don't know. Knows, it was Carlton. Yeah. It's Carlton. Yeah, it's Carlton. He gets called yeah, Carlton yeah, yeah, constantly, yeah. whereas Will yeah. is Will. Yeah. Um, that's yeah. right. So yeah. that's a weird thing yeah. for you guys, because obviously you've had these characters, but so much yeah. of it you'll be looked upon as, as the characters. Yeah. Cool. Yeah, do you know it's so true, man? And like that was another another sort of bonus in doing the chat and shit podcast because uh, it's nice to let people in a little bit. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. It's been such a mystery mystique, who, you know, who we actually are for so many years. <laughs> mystery mystique, like I'm some burlesque dancer. Um, no, but well, <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. revealed. Imagine uh, tassels on you. Yeah, yeah. yeah man, turns out, out. we yeah. turns out we're quite like what you thought, but not not exactly. But yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Slightly. Different. Uh, I, I wear the same sort of shape caps, just it's palace instead of Nike. So, um, <laughs> yeah, no, nah, but she takes off her outfit and she's just got another similar outfit underneath. But <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, but it's nice. It's nice to just like yeah, be a little bit more ourselves, chat, chatting through, and and have a little bit more connection with uh, our followers and stuff like that. With you know, answer, we've got episodes where we just answer their questions yeah, and stuff yeah. like that, and less pressure to kind of always be funny as well. Like I find yeah, completely like, yeah. in character, yeah, yeah. people get you in or want you to do things, and I feel like you have to be funny. And yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, that's fucking hard. Yeah, because it's nice just having a genuine chat, you know what I mean? And yeah. and it being a genuine chat, sometimes there's laughs and sometimes there's, do you know what I mean? Slightly more reflective moments or, yeah. you know, moments where we learn stuff. And I think that's what's nice about it as well. That yeah. I, I have had conversations with people as myself, like out and about. And 
like oh, well towards, towards the end of the conversation, they're like, God, you really are like your character. And I'm like, <laughs> what? What? I don't know how to take that. <laughs> yeah. Like, okay. Yeah, but that's, that's, that is one of the main reasons I wanted to do chat and shit to show that Hugo is the bigger arsehole in real life. <laughs> well, yeah, well, well, that's not really working. Uh, one of the things I, I love about podcasts is that opening of that door uh, yeah, uh, yeah. to let people in more, to, to, to let people see more. When uh, when prepping for a podcast, obviously you hunt about online and all that kind of thing, and there's so much about people just do nothing, but mm. so much less about you guys. I mean, I went on Wikipedia yeah. and, and and Hugo, you, you've not got one. It just redirects straight to to people who <laughs> just do nothing. Sick. Um, Perfect. And Sipa, yours mainly says that you worked in Chessington and, and got... <laughs> Busted in your teens for doing graffiti. So that's it. That's yeah. what's out there. Fucking that's the stories yeah. that are out there. Yeah, that's pretty sick. Yeah. yeah <laughs> How was Chesapeake? Yeah, Chesapeake World Adventures, man. Yeah, good times. I, I've made the most money I ever did from any job there, and it wasn't from getting paid. That's all I'll say. <laughs> burlesque dancing. Yeah, I was burlesque dancing yeah. on the side. <laughs> you know, it's good times, man. Um, but yeah, like, I'll give you a bit of information about Hugo. He's won an Ivan Avello Award. Amazing. Yeah, well, two. But two. Yeah. Two, there yeah. you go. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, what for? What was the, what's the story? Um, I made, um, with my friend, uh, we made Emily Sunday's uh, Heaven and Next to Me. So, Amazing. Yeah. Basically, he was, uh, he was already yeah, well, a pretty established producer when we f- were starting out doing People's Do Nothing. Yeah. So he'd already smashed it. Yeah, I, I got my opportunities basically at the same time as people just do nothing. So it was a bit of a... Busy time. Yeah, yeah. Sort of everything happens at once type thing. I love which that. Which is good. So, yeah, so, yeah. so what's the plan g- going f- forward? Because it is weird when you blow up on something that's you and your mates, it's all your creation, you've had this control, but at some point you're going to want to do something different. And that can be fucking hard yeah, yeah. to get people people's head rounds to get mm-hmm. to get people yeah, on board so what's yeah, your kind sure. of outlook on that on 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 the future for people to just do nothing and and beyond i feel like especially for me and hugo people think we are those characters in it yeah and like because they're not as like with someone like asim he, you know it's obvious that your body's not him do you know what i mean because it's an out and out comedy character but you know where there is a bit of grinder and beats in in both of us but you know, we're obviously not those characters in real life, but I guess it's harder for people to differentiate. And like, I'd like to do other acting and stuff like that, but I guess we're fortunate enough that we did write and create our own thing. So yeah. we're, we're writing and creating other things. Do you know what I mean? And making those opportunities for ourselves. You had Tom Davis on here, didn't you? Yeah, yeah, I love that. Yeah, man. Yeah, he's a G. Yeah. Yeah, he's our boy. So we've written something with, uh, with Tom. Uh, Steve's on board as well, and James his production front. company is fantastic. All good guys yeah, in man. there, and they yeah. proper yeah, they're, they're proper ones yeah. for going right. His or or for tr- for trusting someone's voice essentially, yeah. rather than going yeah. here's what we need to change or this that. Going no right, yeah, like, as you were sure. saying earlier about rough cut. Well, you know this, so so let's yeah. let's push yeah. it further. Hundred yeah. percent, man, and uh, yeah, they're all G's there. So yeah, we've written something together. That's already done. Yeah, <laughs> film it when. Uh, <laughs> When we're allowed again, basically. Yeah, uh, next year. Next year. Start filming it. Yeah. Uh, got a yeah, few amazing. more things in the pipeline as as a crew and separately. Oh, Hugo. And you, you did a short with fucking Lynn from Partridge, right? 
Yeah, yeah, I know, man. Yeah. That's insanity. I was looking at I was like, that's, that's mad. That's every, yeah. every time she pops up somewhere, I never recognise her because she's so good as, as Lynn. And it's yeah, always that moment same. of, yeah. shit, this same. is Lynn. How yeah. was that? That's true. Yeah, it was amazing, man. Proper, like, experience. Um, yeah, I was lucky to work with her and um, Jay's dad from the Inbetweeners. Amazing. It was, nice. yeah, yeah, it was so sick, man. It was, it was interesting to work because I've never worked. I, I, I really hope that they promote from. it as L- Lynn from Alan Partridge, Jay's <laughs> yeah, dad from the Inbetweeners. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, probably more people might watch it. Um, <laughs> yeah, know, it, was, it was your first time outside of People See Nothing, isn't it? Really? Yeah. I, to be honest, I try not to. I have done this, so I, I just, but I try not to force things and just naturally. Yeah let them manifest or come to me sort yeah. of thing. So, and... Um, lazy? Um, no, I wouldn't say lazy. I just... I, like, if I, I've ever tried to force things in the past, it just doesn't work. So... Yeah. yeah. And they, they said, oh, Lynn from Partridge is going to be in it. And Jay's dad. And I was like, yeah, sick. I, I didn't even read the script. I was just like, yeah. I'm, I'm in. I'm I'll down. see you there. And that is lazy. But I was like, yeah, I'm, <laughs> I'm in this. Well, how have you found it? Kind of going on to do the, so like you said you met tim key on on a film but that had ashlyn b and it had like proper Fucking actors like man. frida pinto and sam mm. yeah. sam claflin and all that how was that because yeah. again it's, it's a different world claflin's the old slag because yeah. <laughs> because it's a different world it. from when you're in control and you're the writers the creators all of that yeah. kind of thing you're now there as as an ingredient rather than as the chef. Yeah, hundred you know I mean? percent. Yeah, man. Yeah, and it was crazy because I'd gone from, like you said, being with all my boys, um, having a say over things, feeling super comfortable to just being at <laughs> the bottom yeah. of the barrel. <laughs> you know what I mean? You've gone from being but, steak in a steak dinner to steak in a yeah. steak pie. And that's a yeah, different yeah. thing. There's so <laughs> yeah, many yeah. other elements that, that are, are yeah. controlling. No, me. I've I've gone for being at a bit of the fucking crumb after the pie, man. <laughs> um, but yeah, it was good. I kept just telling them that I was a competition winner. Um, <laughs> I think I feel like they started believing it after a while. But um, yeah, no, it was um, it was sick. It was uh, it was really nerve wracking. I was out there on my own. Yeah, never done anything with any other actors. I remember I got the audition through and then I got the role and they said I'd be playing Frida Pinto's boyfriend and I was like well, that doesn't make sense really <laughs> she's like this yeah. have, you, have you seen me yeah have you seen me yeah, yeah. and they're like no you play a boyfriend that she hates with a tiny penis so, oh okay no, that's, ah, perfect, yeah. 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 Yeah, that's all the energy yeah. that's the energy I'm bringing to it do you know what I mean yeah. so, uh, that works yeah. perfectly well yeah, yeah that worked perfectly yeah so but yeah it was amazing everyone was super safe <laughs> Proper cool man. Claffer's the old slag. He's huge. I didn't even realise at the time, you know, he's been part of all these massive franchise. I need films to get him that. on the podcast, man. He's 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 followed me for ages on socials. He likes yeah. stuff. He's never responded to me, the prick. I'll be like, oh shit, you're, you know your shit, you're big. He's like, no, yeah, yeah, big. yeah, yeah. That's funny. He responds to every one of my messages. So. Yeah, weird, right? My my game on mine. So if you're listening, guys, and exclusively because where if I get where if I get him on mine, but then get you to pop up on Zoom and be like. Done, right, cool, what's yeah. going on what's going on man yeah 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 yeah, yeah. here's all the podcasts of you my, the, that you've l- liked on instagram so you don't like them enough to come on all right <laughs> yeah yeah 
Yeah, no, but you know what? He's such a, a, a refreshingly humble guy for the level he's, he's at. He's a don, uh, man. Him in Peaky Blinders yeah. was fucking Man, incredible. Ridiculous. Incredible. He, no, he's super down to earth, man. Uh, like, just normal, normal guy. Um, yeah, none of them as well, none of them knew who I was as well. So it was like, they yeah. were just being polite at first until we sort of, I guess, you know, formed a bit more of a bond and stuff. But Tim Key is someone that, Tim Key and Joel Fry as well, man. Yep. He's a G. So like Tim and Joel, we went for beers together the most, I'd say, and sort of had our little bond. Joel that. stole the, sh- the, sh- the show in um, yesterday, I think it was. It was oh, oh, incredible. Yeah. Yeah, He's lying to Ed Sheeran when he just kind of yeah. says like, yeah. maybe leave the rapping. Yeah. Hilarious. It's so good, man. So yeah. good. Yeah, he's a G. And uh, Ashlyn B as well, man. Yeah. She she proper, She was the first person to make me feel um, like included and she was chatting to me and stuff like that. Which she's fucking nice, amazing, so. man. Not only is she yeah, an man. awesome person, but just she's writing, she's doing drama, she's doing comedy, she's doing literally everything oh, and smashing it on yeah. all of it. And it's like, yeah, that's scary. You watch that, you're like, People aren't noticing yeah. how much she's 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 killing it. It's yeah, yeah, it's true, it. man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Multi talented, yeah. but yeah, man. That, yeah, it was all pretty. It was all pretty chilled out. After like the first scene I did, I kept forgetting my lines. I don't really like learning my lines too much, man. So because <laughs> I think I've got it, and then like I'm like, oh, because some people's enough, and you don't really like you can change it a little bit and stuff yeah. like that, right? Yeah, it doesn't and have to also, be verbatim. Yeah, and also we've got two cameras and we do 12 takes, so it's proper loose and we can just go for it and enjoy yeah. it. And then with this, it's like obviously three takes and like, I just, I kept forgetting. Like, the, I Basically, the first scene of the film was me and Frida and um, it was me getting into a car. And you know when you have to do something physical, it's like you, you, you start, it's like a... It's like trying to, um, do you know what I mean? Do something physical and remember the line at the same yeah, time. Yeah. Yeah. I just kept forgetting the most simple line. And I remember thinking, F- I'm fucking, this is insane. I'm on a huge film right now, Mate. Netflix film, and I'm fucking this. I genuinely and think I the just... pressure is bigger. Like I had a thing, I had yeah. a Netflix thing that I was just, I was just there for one day a little while ago. And these yeah. young kids, like, teenagers had all this dialogue and I had to pop in twice and say like one word each time or two words yeah. each time. And yeah. I was fucking sweating with the like, is it my time yet? Am I meant because like they're doing so good remembering yeah. all their lines. And if I pop in and go, yeah. oh no, sorry, can we go again? Can we, sorry. <laughs> can we go again, guys? Sorry, I'll get it. No, I wasn't I wasn't there, no, sorry. Mate, mate we don't give a it. fuck about you. Just do your fucking one line and get out. <laughs> That's what it was like. Or just, yeah. just stand there and we'll, we'll dub it in if we have to. Just like, yeah, yeah, we'll work around you. Just stop. stand there. Yeah, and you're like, no, 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 I've got this. I, I really want to bring something different to this. Yeah, no, that's that's what it was like because there was no flow to it, innit, when you've only got like one yeah. little thing to say. And uh, But yeah, I just remember just thinking, I mean, what's the what's the alternative of having a fucking breakdown in front of everyone? Yeah. I just remember yeah. thinking to myself, just shut the fuck up and do it. And, uh, did it done. And I did it. And then once, once I got that first bit done and... And no one, and you know, like no one went. What the fuck was that? You're yeah. not an actor. I've caught you. We're sending yeah. you back home. That didn't happen. And then I felt fine. You realise how many other things they're completely rightfully f- focused oh, on. Oh god! And you're like, oh right, yeah, yeah, exactly, shit about yeah. me. You're obviously, oh, exactly. yeah, save my yeah, line. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Say the fucking line. And get back to your trailer. That was another thing as well. Waiting in trailers for like nine hours and shit. Yeah. Like, on People's Do Nothing, we sit with Jack, the director. We're, we're always around, do you know what I mean? With this time, it was just, like, sitting in the trailer, 
just <laughs> I remember just like knocking for Tim Key and shit, just being like, uh, "What are you up to, man?" And he's like, and he's in his pants listening to cricket on a stereo. <laughs> fucking speaker and shit like the I only love, guy I've ever met that listens to cricket I love, <laughs> I, I love imagining you on set forgetting your one line and then sitting there going he's been in his trailer for nine hours and he's not learned his one fucking line this is <laughs> no apparently he was in Tim's trailer listening to cricket in their pants yes. alright alright yeah. cool. fair play I was fair playing play. a, I remember I was playing Tim some fucking late 80s dance hall uh, I think Supercat <laughs> And I kept, because I was like, what music are you into? And he's like, I wasn't really into music growing up. I was like, you weren't into music? Yeah. I was like, right, check this out. And I kept pausing it and <laughs> translating the patois into English. And he's like, I get it. I get it. Stop pausing it. <laughs> Stop Tim's, killing the vibe. Tim's yeah. 100%. For some reason, most of the comedians I know, I can't imagine them listening to music. I can't yeah, imagine it mad, being it? their kind of thing. Mm, I've really. never met anyone that didn't have a musical culture to be attached to growing up. It's Do you know mad, what I mean? I remember mad, that when yeah. I worked in, I was working in HMV for years and music had been my life, my whole life. And a mate pointed out that don't get angry at your James Blunt. Like it was the, the era that James Blunt and Dido were the two biggest albums in the world. Yeah, and I was yeah, getting yeah. furious oh, man, that all yeah. these people are buying this shit. And <laughs> yeah. a mate pointed out, it's like, no, it's, it's music for people who aren't into music. Yes, and yes, that made that's sense. True. And I was like, "Oh shit! That's not true. everyone has had their life where music yeah. means so much to them, and this and that." And that's yeah. fine. And it made me yeah. get over. It made me start enjoying it because I was like, "All oh, right, it's not. Yeah. It's not meant to be that. It's for something else." That's true. I remember. <laughs> yeah. I remember growing up. If I met someone, you know, like your mum would be like, "I'll go and hang around with your thingy, your family, wait in the other room, whatever." And you're like, yeah. "What music are you into?" They're like, "It's whatever's on the radio, really." And in my what? mind, I'm like, he's a complete twat. What, yeah. what is wrong with this? Why what is my mum making me hang out with him? Yeah, this guy yeah. hasn't fucking attached himself to his subculture. What a yeah. fool. I see why people's <laughs> mums have to make them hang out with you. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Why haven't you got your own yes. mates? Yeah. 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 Now you it shouldn't makes even sense. be in your own house. Yeah. yeah. I love it. Well, that's a perfect note to end on. Yeah, it's, man. Yeah, it's been a pleasure, guys. Thank you so, yeah, so much for having giving, us. giving me your time. As I said, I've been a fan from day one and been been hoping to get you on for a minute. So it's great to get you both on in these weird fucking times. Oh man, yeah, like so much, much, man. I, I love the Carl Pilkington episode, by the way. Oh, oh mate, he was I'm amazing, Carl. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And he doesn't do yeah. many, and he kind of uh, I got the thumbs up, and when I got there, he was like, "Yeah, I'm quite interested in in your approach and what you're doing." So I was like. I don't know what my approach is. Fuck. I don't, I don't know what my approach is. I don't know. Which, when Who does he think I am? <laughs> yeah. He start, He pretty much started podcasts. 100%. Like, yeah. Yeah. Mad, that was the first one I ever listened to, man. And, I, and the only one I ever listened to for maybe five years. I was yeah. obsessed yeah. with it. I still listen to it. Over and over again. I, I still bought the CDs it of today. it. The fo- I bought yes. oh, wow. CDs of a podcast. What the f- fuck is up Mad, with that? Mad, isn't it? What? Yeah. <laughs> the world yeah. has changed. All the, all the XFM days and everything. Yeah, yeah man. Yeah. Amazing. Yeah. Well, thank you very well, much, as said. Honestly, Pitt, man, like I said, I've listened to near enough every single episode you've done. I'm a massive fan. So. Mate, that's, yeah, man, that's mad to hear. I appreciate that. And I look really forward to seeing what's ahead with you guys and B- Big Tom and, and all that. So, yeah, man. Oh, also, people to do nothing film coming out 2021 now because couldn't come out 2020. Yeah, oh, shit, man. We, killed it. We've massively buried the lead there. We've just chatted shit for 20 minutes. Yeah, yeah, And there you go. Also, yeah, yeah. film coming out 2021. Yeah, <laughs> Keep yeah, an eye yeah. out. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, thank you nice very much, Sheds. I'll stop recording now. Thank you. Yeah, sick.
You've been listening to Scroobius Pip's Distraction Pieces. There we go. How good were those lads? It's it's funny because we had them on, on the Pod Bible podcast as well. And after Stu, 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 Stu Whiffin had recorded it, Adam, who also does the Pod Bible podcast and Pod Bible in general, said, oh, were they in character or out of character? And Stu was kind of like, it's kind of hard to say. <laughs> which is wonderful because it's similar on this they're out of character in this but they're funny lads and their characters are an exaggeration of themselves so they're they're back and forth in their relationship and their banter kind of it comes across still so yeah i really enjoyed that i hope you did too i'll be back next week with another wonderful distraction pieces podcast as i've mentioned a few times recently during these lockdowns and whatnot i'm uh i'm using instagram tv more so I'm uploading just sp- spoken words, maybe some mu- some mu- music stuff, all just stuff that people might not have seen before, or people m- m- might have, but, but might not have seen in a while. So um, yeah, I'm slinging some things up there to keep you all entertained for free. So yeah, head over there, Scroobius Pipio, on Instagram. I'm going to stop talking now. Again, if you need entertainment, these boys have got two podcasts on the go. So they will fill your time. Corrupt FM podcast and Audible original and chatting shit with Hugo and Sipa. Yeah, I'll see you all next week. Ta-ta.